exquisite, irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead. Gentlemen, welcome to Casting the Spotlight, episode number 105. God damn. And we are still in the midst of the great horror season. We're in the thick of it now. We are, we are. We've only got... Well, we've still got a couple more episodes left after this in October, so... Brace yourselves. Some good guest episodes coming, though. Oh, yeah. uh, This is our... It's our last chance here with our Daylight in the Dark solos. Yeah, it is. We've added to our series pretty well and kept it really seasonal and really directed towards the love of the season and uh, the uh, horror movies and all. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I... I kind of nerd out on horror movies all year long. I mean, I guess I get a chance to sort of continue that trend on my blog throughout the year and stuff but like it's kind of nice when halloween rolls around because i feel like i can like really have it's like conversations with a lot of people about the shit because i know all the shit you know Mm -hmm. like yeah i've been fucking watching this man it's like (laughs) it's really like the time to embrace it all though because like a lot of times i look at them like like throughout the year when i watch horror movies like i look at them like they're horror movies but like only this time of year is it like a seasonal uh, fucking just ritual you always go back to because it surrounds all of it. Oh, it, it has just, a different feeling it watching just, it with your list oh, yeah. and like numbering it and putting it in there and stuff for oh, yeah. us, like being able to keep track throughout September and October. Like mm-hmm. even the last like week or so of August, yeah, even, we started pretty damn early this year. I know I got yeah a few movies we, in. On we August. started in you know. Like, like the same day we shot Colton's episode is like when yeah. we initially rolled out. I started the list before my birthday, which is the yeah. 26th of yeah. August. So that tells you. There's just so many fucking movies to go through. It's like we don't really feel the season until like at least, you know, probably like mid-September in a more fuller way. But like yeah. you have to build towards it early because we have too much shit we always try to get to to like start it too late. I know I start really like digging the vibe before mid-September, but that's mm-hmm. like when I really get into it because that's about mid-September is when I really like deck out my place. Yeah. Well, that's when the weather changes too. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts getting a little cooler out, and it's getting darker a little earlier. And leaves are changing; like it's just very this time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't. Most of September was pretty warm this year, but it did. Now, now that it's been like 
a little cooler, the, especially the past, like, two weeks, which is nice, because we're actually... Yeah, October's been cool. Yeah, like, we're actually, really like, in October and stuff, so it's, like, it's nice that it hasn't been... It's, like, if the highest days I see on there are only, like, in the low 70s, that's not bad, because oh, it was great. still, like... It was still, like, in the fucking 80s and shit through most all of September. It was still, like, 85, 80 fucking one. Yeah. And, like, now we have mornings that are, like, some of them are real nipply chilly. Like, they're real, like, 40, 42. It's like, woo! Yeah, dude, when I'm starting my route a lot of days, it's, yeah, it's been in the low 40s, like, all week yeah. this week. So it's, some of them feel great, though, because, like... Oh, when I mean, you're out there moving, it, like, yeah, it almost feels better It's than... If it was 70, in the, you know, like, yeah. in the morning, it's like, this is going to be shit. Like, getting out there when it's, like, in the low 40s, you're like, it's still well, movable, yeah. kind of chilly, but you're not, like, whew, And fuck. you're not freezing, but you're not, yeah. like... And that's better than, like, starting, I'm sure, the day at 70 and knowing that it's going to get up to 90 in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, if you start at 40, at least you know throughout the day it's going to get warmer and warmer, and it's going to be, like... By the time you've already been moving for hours anyway, it'll be like, it at the peak this time of year, it'll be 70 maybe, or 72. Yeah. The worst, the worst of the worst is like, yeah, like July and August, whenever yeah. you get through your first neighborhood of the day, and you have like eight more of them, mm-hmm. and you hop back in, you're already sweating your ass off, the sun is barely up yet, you're like, oh, this is gonna but there's like there's almost there's almost no more gradually like there's almost no more gradualness like that's not even a word probably but to it anymore it's almost like it's hot 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 and then it just drops off one week to like being 40 yeah. 50 and it used to be like it used to go down to 70 60 50s and now it just kind of like you take a mega drop into like fall and hopefully we get fall longer than winter just coming out of nowhere because It'll drop in, too, I'm sure, when it happens. It's, it's annoying whenever we don't fucking get a season for, like, what it's worth. Like, we, we should at least get to milk this shit for, like, yeah. two months or three months before. Spring and spring and fall get fucked, man. <laughs> yeah. Spring, it's... And even if it just fucking... Even if it's just, like, rains the whole time, that's still a waste of spring. Because it's just, like... We could actually have some decent weather, but in, in like it just normally here, like for years, we didn't get any decent weather, and it would just flood the whole fucking. It's harvest season. season. It's time to plant all your shit. It would just flood, and it would it would be shitty. Yeah. But Did we're not here to talk about that. Up. We're uh, I don't know, man. I, I I felt a lot better. Like now, the one thing about this time of year is it's kind of shitty. I mean, fortunately, I've been able to avoid it. Is like it's for sure the time of year that most people get sick. Fall time, September, October, November. People, and especially December as it gets real cold. Oh, yeah, December, people get January sick are fucked too. As hell throughout the freaking fall into like early winter. Um, oh, yeah. Which and sucks, it, it, but. it always is a spike too in like January because the holiday seasons have ended and that's when Everybody's everybody gathers and yeah. shit. It happens. Well, yeah, but we're in the horror season, so I figured I'd lead off with a nice little horror story about how my fucking place almost goddamn flooded this week. Oh, yeah? Dude, I don't even know what the fuck, like, the drainage system in my apartment is fucked or something. (laughs) Like, they need to just replace the piping. Because it's, it's been like five problems I've had now. With shit backing up or not draining or, like, something fucked up happening. Mm-hmm. And they just come in and they, like, run a fucking cable through it. And they're like, alright, you're good. And then in, like, three fucking months, I'm like, you need to get down here again. 
It's fucked. All they do is band-aid <laughs> shit. They don't they don't actually fix it in the apartments oh, no. because they're just like, well, he'll watch. And these things have been around since like the six the fifties or sixties, so mm-hmm. it's like Dude, I don't even know the last time that they've done piping and that kind of work. Like, yeah. it's probably been fucking forever. Our last complex was, what did they build it on? They built it on some ancient ground or some bullshit. Well, no, it right? was, and back it was, in the day, there was, a like, a polio in 52. virus. Yeah, there was or the polio like virus shit or something. I think it was polio. But they had so many people dying at the hospital that, like, it was getting overrun. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people were poor as shit and couldn't afford burial services so they just would make mass graves like in the city they did that here chicago a bunch of places just dig a hole and dump a bunch and they of said that yeah the hampton gardens was <laughs> built like close to a fucking where one of those burial grounds was with the polio victims <laughs> you know fortunately i didn't see too much haunted stuff around there like just leo long. got fucked with that one time remember yeah well, they would act weird, man. The cats would act a little weird. And they would, like, look up and... Cats are just weird. ...see things in, like, the corners and shit. That one time, though, it seemed like that thing was, like, coming at Leo. Because remember the energy in the room, me and you both were, like... It just shifts. Something feels weird in here. Like, we got quiet and everything felt heavy. There was, like, an atmospheric break. It was just, like... And then everything changed. We were just, like, I don't feel good right yeah, now. It was weird. And then Leo, like... Squatted real low to the ground, and he was just like, like started making a weird fucking noise. <laughs> like, what is happening? Something, something strange happened for sure. <laughs> just an energy passing through or something. The headless horseman coming back. I don't know. Something fucking galloped through our goddamn apartment. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this shit. It was my dream was like backing up for a few days, where it was just like, I would hear it like bubble. A little bit, and I'd go in there, and it would, like, rise up with, like, dirty-ass water. Mm. And then it would, like, drain back down. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's a real... Yeah. So I, like... It had happened once before. So I was just, like... I even went, and I cleaned out around the garbage disposal and shit, thinking, oh, maybe it's me. I don't know. So I was, like, cleaning all... Even though I don't even use it that much. And I was keeping an eye on it, and then... Yeah, Haley, she did the dishes one day before she left, and she had, like, texted me and was like, oh, it started backing up again. So I texted the apartment people, and I was like, I don't know what the problem is. You know, I'll keep an eye on it. And I got home, and it was fine. And it was that same day. (laughs) And I, like, showered, did all my stuff, and I was chilling in my room. And all of a sudden, I just started hearing a steady flow of water hitting the ground. And I was like... And I ran out, and my sink was flooding. It was, like, hitting the ground. It was all over the kitchen floor, and it was dirty-ass water. Oh, no. It probably smelled terrible, too. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I just, like, grabbed a mop bucket, and I started filling it up and, like, dumping it outside. <laughs> it, I was like running back and forth like an old ass like an old time fireman and shit with just buckets of water and it eventually stopped and I was able to like finish draining it out and you know the most fucked up part is is they didn't it was too late in the day mm-hmm. and they were too busy they couldn't even send anybody out there I'm like dude my apartment could have fucking flooded yeah. you didn't even send anybody to help till the next day 
So I like hardly got any sleep that night. I was like sleeping on the couch, just like waiting to hear the fucking sink start to fill with water and shit. <laughs> and then when the guy came, he's like, it's because you're on the bottom level. And everybody on the top floor shit drains to you. Mm-hmm. So like if they're shit, if they're not treating the garbage disposal good, it's going to back up your shit. And I was like, well, that's not on me. No. Have the maintenance go fucking knock on their door and tell them. Because I don't want to do it because I'm trying to have a good relationship with my neighbors because I got to live right by them. Yeah. You know? Did somebody move into the top one now? Yeah. Did they? So that's kind of what I, I don't want to point fingers, but I'm like, you see, you guys seem nice, but quit fucking trying to put, I don't know, a whole fucking rotisserie chicken down the garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy it. All right, you know what to do with it. Just plop it in the fucking garbage. Just disposal. emptying bags of food in the garbage disposal. Uh, and there's this hairs and shit in there. Fucking <laughs> yours. My shit backs up everywhere. The shower, the fucking. And I'm like, dude, I don't. I promise I don't treat this thing fucked up. I even put my hair that falls out on the wall, man. So it doesn't go down the drain. Girlfriend taught me that. You even do what? Clump my hair up on my hands that I that falls out as I'm washing and conditioning my hair, mm. and stick it on the wall so it doesn't go down the drain. I have seen that in there. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. There. I'm like, you gotta I'm throw those hairs it. away. <laughs> I forget about it. <laughs> I don't have a lot of people using my shower. <laughs> my girlfriend does. I do. But yeah, like when guests come over and I forget to clean that out, I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, I look like a dirty fuck now. <laughs> I, I like, shower. I see that clump in there and I'm like, I don't think I've ever said anything about it, but I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> That's kind of funny. It, that came out on air of all times. But I'm like, but like, no, that makes sense because if one thing, a lot of times if something clogs it up, like that's always what it is, is like hairs at the bottom of your drain. Yeah. And you gotta pull that shit well, out. You get wrapped around all the other metal mm-hmm. shit, and mm-hmm. and like I mean, there's other stuff too, but a lot of time it's hairs because if you whether you shave in the shower or whether you fucking they come off your head or whatever, it's like it all clumps up and it just sits down there. And then you gotta get the dual action, whatever the fuck. Uh, it doesn't work. It works whenever I use it, bro. At Hampton Gardens when we used it, it worked for like two weeks, yeah. and then the shit would fuck up again. Yeah, we were also then, the bottom floor. Yeah. We were and then at the, my place, I've bought it a couple times, and it has done nothing for me. I'm like, man, I need to hit him up, because I'm pretty sure Drano even says on the back of the bottle. If it doesn't work, you get your money yeah, back. Yeah, money back guaranteed. It's like, yeah. well, this shit fucking hasn't worked for me. But then you dial the number, you call up, and the, the, the line's dead or something. You're on the helpline for yeah. five hours. Yeah. Well, you know, we tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you gave me uh, a direct line to fucking no one. It's like, oh, hopefully if we just keep them on there for four and a half hours, they'll hang up. <laughs> just act like we're busy as fuck. Yeah. That shit is annoying, though. The Drano usually works, because I've had to use it a few times here, but I'm like, I just... I, like, it gets annoying, and it's gross whenever you have to stand in that, too, in the shower oh, or whatever, yeah. if when it does back up. It's just discouraging because you feel like your feet and your ankles aren't even getting clean. They're getting your hairs like, all over. It's getting shit. all the shit that's falling <laughs> off the rest of me. <laughs> I gotta sit down on the side of the fucking tub to rewash my feet after uh, the shower. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah. 
Fortunately, it usually works, but it doesn't. It's not always. Sometimes you need a deeper clean in the drain to get rid of that shit. Yeah. But see that? There's how many fucking horror movies are there that have like the drain and the shit getting clogged or like it getting all filled with blood and shit like that and it pulls yeah. you down. Some hand comes it's out of nowhere. Definitely it. Yeah, or like the initial, around. the Freddy versus, J- you know, or, or not even Freddy versus Jason, but like the initial Nightmare on Elm Street, like she's just like falling asleep in there, and he like pulls her under, like in the tub. Yeah. Well, even in one of them is the his the faucet handles turn into his hands. Mm-hmm. I forget which one that was, but I'm trying to think. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. I think that happens in number two also. Is it? Yeah, it might be. That's what's yeah. great about the Nightmare on Elm Streets. It's just you could literally write whatever movie you wanted because it was a dream. So yeah. like it could be as imaginative as and, you possibly wanted. That's the it thing to be. is like I don't wanna, I'm not gonna I don't necessarily let everything slide and like I realize some of the stuff is like not necessarily perfect, but it's also a horror movie. But it's like if you're in Dreamland with Freddy. You can do pretty much anything you want to do. Like that's why people are doing flips and having fucking magic and just doing, you know, able to do different stuff. The thing is, you can't really overpower him, and you're even if it's in a dream state because he's got the capability. That's his fucking forte. That's where oh, he yeah. loves. They almost always have to pull him out. Yeah, to like to, fuck him up to just beat know? the shit out of him in real life. Yeah. But yeah, we're getting That's deep. the thing, man. We just finished the Dream Master before we even fucking got on air here. Yeah. So, so what did we write before? We're yeah. getting in. Uh, we're getting in deep into this list, though, dude. That's what I was gonna say, though. Freddy, man. As soon as you pull him out of the Dream World, it's like <laughs> he's a little bitch. <laughs> they slap him around. They well, hit shit over his head. They light him on fire. I agree with whoever was describing him, like. Um, just in horror, like, lore, like, they're talking about how he's just kind of, like, he's not, he's not an overpowering, you know, dominating presence the way, uh, you know, the way, like, Michael can be, or, like, just an unstoppable force, but, like, Jason's really kind of, like, the big guy that just fucking... Jason and Michael are kind of on the same level as, like, the hulking, silent, I'll just fuck you up just because you're here yeah. kind of fucking guys. You and know? they're pretty, um, yeah... I would say Jason's world is more, uh, like, I don't know if I, you want to say, like, um, it's kind of, like, mystical in a way, or, like, more imaginative. Well, yeah, he's... Because Michael is usually set in possessed. the real world of, like, this serial killer that's unstoppable person. But he's, like, he's also just an entity, because he can't be killed. He's, yeah, you evil, know, like, incarnate. It's it's sort of the same in that aspect because yeah, Jason's like a zombie demon that continuously gets brought back to life mm-hmm. with like a lightning bolt. And something magic ha- and somebody shit. brings him back somehow, mm-hmm. yeah, and it just it's over and over. He, they're the same way where it's like there's no rhyme or reason to their killing. It's just like, oh, you happen to be here, and I like to kill. Mm-hmm. Most of the time with Jason, though, is like it's only when people come to Crystal Lake in fun. A lot of the them. times. He does know the later series when he yeah. starts going to space Those and New York and all absurd. that shit. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the time it's like whenever, you know, whereas like Michael, like he'll come back because he wants to go back to his home and like yeah. just kind of take back the, the shit on Halloween night. Like, 
Usually almost, it's like Halloween weekend, I guess, like because they there's a lot of movies that even have like the thirtieth involved and like the thirty first. But he always comes back to like that evil fucking night, like that night where it all goes down to yeah. take back his and like you know I just watched Halloween Kills like earlier and shit and like you know uh, everybody was going after him, but he's just seemingly it doesn't even matter. Like it's it's just the the more powerful he grows. The more kills he, you know, acquires and just the harder he fucking fights back. It's almost like a video game character, like another person he kills, it like raises his power meter a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard and it's harder and it's just he becomes more unstoppable. So I guess this year I will have a, I'll have an, another take on Halloween Ends when I watch it because I've still only yeah. seen that maybe, I guess maybe twice uh, so far, but I haven't watched it in upwards of probably a year so i guess we'll see what uh what i think about it this time around but i've got i already had some revisions of my list which we can probably get into i mean we could even a little bit now but i will i'm sure we'll get into the next couple episodes uh that we shoot but um definitely not the worst halloween movie right no definitely not no uh by any means i it would have to be really trash not the best but dude I literally don't think if somebody went in and said, let's make the absolute worst Halloween movie we could possibly make, that they could make something worse than Resurrection. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, the amount of damage that did. Dude, it fucked up everything (laughs) that it possibly could. It did. But I, I will say, like, in this current list that I'm doing... Like, I've watched some of the Texas Chainsaws throughout the years, and I've watched a couple of the Hellraisers, but I've, like, incorporated both, like, both those series, a lot more movies mm-hmm. from those series into this list. And I've, like, really grown to like those series a lot. I'm like, fuck. And I kind of got some different takes on those series now, mm-hmm. even. Like, I'm just like... I don't even know if I should say something on air because if if it happened across a horror person, I mean, I'll probably put it on my blog eventually. But if it happened across a horror person's mind that like the OG Texas Chainsaw is probably not my favorite in that series, they'd fucking be living. It isn't. I certainly don't. Th- I think honestly, upon reevaluation, the O three one, the O three, the O six prequel, and part two, I'd probably put above the original. Really. Which is insane to say, but... Part 2? Wasn't Part 2 like a comedy? It was like a horror comedy. It was just so absurd and wild. It was like a fucked up King of the Hill vibe to me, kind of. And I enjoyed it, man. Yeah. It probably would be funny. <laughs> and they also had a lot of like tropes and callbacks to the original. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill Mosley, who plays uh, Otis... He freaking, he played Chop Top in part two, which is a member of the Sawyer family. And that, that was like another added layer that was just like, because mm-hmm. he played a similar character that was just like a fucking wild backwoods son of a bitch, you know? The fact that the first <laughs> one was made in 74 and the second was made in 86 told me right off the bat yeah. that they were going to be completely different movies. But you know, the craziest part so is like, Toby Hooper and Kim Hinkle were behind both of them. They were the, like, creators behind one and two. Yeah. Because it was called, was it called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Part 2. Or part 2, okay. Yeah. Um, 
And I've never seen any of those. Uh, I've seen O three and I've seen Texas Chainsaw. You should re like O three and the prequel in O six. Hey, it's not too late. I can it add another one in. It was supposed to be like the. Uh, it was supposed to be like Vietnam War times. Mm-hmm. Like the late sixties was the O six version. But, like, Arlie Ermey plays one of the members of the family in there, and he's just, like... He's great. So, like, funny, but also sadistic at the same time that it's, like, it's just entertaining. That's it. He always plays, like... And it's my favorite Leatherface. Like, Tommy Hewitt Leatherface version is just this big, hawking, evil fucking monster dude. That's the 06? The 03 and 06. Yeah. Because they're in the same timeline. Okay. So, does the 03 one, is that supposed to be 1974, or is that modern day? It's like a remake of the 70s. It is the mid-70s. Is the 2003 one was a remake of the original, but they just added in some different shit. So, so in the timeline, it's supposed to take place in 74? It's supposed to take place in 74, okay. and then the 06 one is supposed to take place in, like, 69. Because the 03 one is, like, uh, Jessica Biel and shit, yeah. right? Okay. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, like, yeah. the... Main girl, pretty much. Because that was a lot like, but I did, I didn't see that once, uh, four or five years ago, but I did, I did enjoy it. Um, but I did, I just never went and rewatched it, I guess. Um, there's, yeah. yeah, there's just this part, like, in the prequel where he just, because he kind of takes over the sheriff role, because the town goes to shit, like, the meatpacking district leaves, so they have, like, nothing there anymore, but that family's like, we're staying. They're like, bikers and hippies are going to re- overrun this town. And they're like, we ain't going to let it happen. We were born here. We're going to stay here. That's why they fucking were able to just run their own game and say, yeah, exactly. And just and take like, shit there over. Was, the sheriff was there. Mm-hmm. And they kept calling like Leatherface's character Tommy Hewitt. He was just like this big hawking dude that was mm-hmm. silent. And they got, kept calling him like, pardon the language, like a retard and shit, which is just like, man, you guys deserve to get fucked up. Like, you you're calling them fucking re- Yeah, that's what they call <laughs> them, like, in Texas Chainsaw. They're like, they're like, a whole family of hillbilly motherfuckers, whatever, <laughs> and they're like, the only one that survives is the fucking retard. <laughs> but Arlie Ermey, like, gets out of the, because he rode with the sheriff to try to find him, mm-hmm. and he just, like, gets out and fucking shoots the sheriff in the back of the head, like, in the prequel, and he's just like... <laughs> God damn! I just killed the whole fucking sheriff's department. Because <laughs> it's just one yeah. guy. <laughs> oh my god. It was those like backwoods areas in like the early 70s. It was just like a fucking two, three man operation for the police department and shit. Just nobody even. <laughs> it's like the type of movie too that the like some like the police from out of town or the somewhere else just come and they're like, oh man, I thought this shit was shut down twenty years ago. It's just like this is why people are getting away with murder out here, man. It's like yeah, you guys haven't came out. Nobody even knows that people are still out here. <laughs> it's got, yeah, it's people uh, are just too trusting, and they're like sixties. Yeah. They're like, oh well, why are you trying to bother him in the middle of the night? It's like. <laughs> It's like that was in Psycho and stuff. They're like, the sheriff's like, oh, well, I'm sure Norman doesn't want to be bothered in the middle of the night. It's like, well, he needs to be. <laughs> He's got fucking dead bodies in the house. Oh, yeah. They're just like, oh, I don't want to disturb him. Have you, uh, have you started the Jeepers Creepers yet? No. Really? I, yeah, I thought about what I at least want to watch one and two. One and two for sure. I'm, I'm going to watch two. Uh, of course, Victor Salva, I will say on air, fuck Victor Salva. But I mean, he's you know, <laughs> the Jeepers anybody... Creepers are damn good. But dude, 
Yeah, that guy is literally like a convicted known piece of shit. Yeah. That's what it's like. They're already made at this point, and I like them. And I you you can't really hold it against the actors and actresses and makeup artists and you know camera people and well, it's the same thing. All the people that were involved in yeah. that movie just because Victor Salva was a piece of garbage. It's the same thing that everybody worked under Harvey Weinstein and his. You know yeah, what I'm and like, dude, if you want to cancel out Harvey Weinstein movies, you're gonna lose a shitload of things. Mm-hmm. He was behind he, so many he was, greats. He was. It's it's even on the horror list, you know, like when you really sit there and watch the credits and they the Harvey Weinstein, Bob Weinstein names come up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's the thing they found so many independent films and shit like that. They they gave a lot of people a chance. It's just shitty that that is what the Miramax man they mm-hmm. they founded that shit. Um, but yeah, the, I, as far as the story goes, I mean, I really enjoyed, like, especially, like, what Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2, and both of them, honestly, I see on the same level in a lot of ways, like, the second one was really, was really, if not more seasonal in a lot of ways than the first one, yeah. and, but the first one was such a good story and stuff, too, and, like, them just getting run off the road, and it was, like, equal amount of terrifying and shit, it was, I don't know, I enjoy those a lot every year, and, like, we've talked about that series on air, too, um, and, you know, it's it comes back a lot of the time in during horror season in this time of year. But it's, uh, you know, I get why people would not be favorable to him, at least. But yeah. I also think that those movies were definitely unique and interesting stories to be told. And I even enjoyed 3. I, I would probably need to watch it again to be like, okay, like this happened, like, you know, during it and stuff. Um... I think three takes place between one and two, maybe or something like a few, a few of the days between. We watched, we watched three, we one, watched three once together. Yeah. That's the only time I've seen. I've seen it at least twice now, but uh, the thing is, too, it's hard for it to be as memorable because the other two came out so long ago that like those are known, and we've watched them over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And like three, it's like it came out so much after, but it's still like supposed to be the third of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did not have favorable opinions of Jeepers Creepers Reborn, which was not Victor Salome. Oh, yeah. But it a was like... A lot of people talked real shit on that. It, it didn't even but get he like he still a, owns the rights. It didn't even Jeepers get like Creepers. a full theater release, I don't think, either. Well, th- that was the it one was we like, talked about on here before. It seemed like... They did everything they could to not advertise the movie. Yeah. It was just like, and that who was like, knew this was coming and out? And that was one that he didn't <laughs> direct. So it's just like, they just, they're trying to, they, I don't know. It's He still owns the rights, though, from what I've heard. Like, he, he's, like, unwilling to sell them or something. And it's like... Because it was a huge At, at this point, dude, he, please just owned. sell them. Yeah. Because... It's it's a pretty big like it could be be even a bigger horror franchise name mm-hmm. where like everybody has pretty if you're a in the horror community you know of Jeepers Creepers you know there's mm-hmm. no way you don't but like it also sours a lot of people because of him so it's like I mean if you're going to let people make movies under it and shit anyways just like make money off of it and fucking sell it yeah. like what what are you doing now anyways. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Who cares? Hopefully not what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, want to jump in? Yep. We can start. All righty.
You got a horror one to throw out there, or you got something else to start I got, with? Mine are basically all seasonal. Okay. For the most part. Do you want me to go first? Or you yeah, you can go first here? if you want. Uh, well, since I don't know if you've seen that they recently relaunched this series from when before we were kids, but I even watched it when I was a kid. I don't know if you did, but what you take on the Goosebumps series? Uh, I I did watch got, them sometimes. I, I did. Justin Long is in the relaunch, actually. Oh, is he? Wasn't like Jack Black in a movie or something that they made yeah, a few years like ago? like 2017 or something like that, I think. Yeah. I didn't see the movie. I do remember the series, and uh, I mean, some of them were... Some of them were interesting. It wasn't something I like actively watched, but the one that I remember more than anything, and I'm sure like a lot of people feel the same way for whatever reason, was that one with the mask, the haunted and mask. The, yeah, the haunted mask one. I remember far and away more than anything. We else. watched it in class in like fifth grade. We around mm-hmm. Halloween, and we might have too. But I, I thought it maybe saw it on, or we've rented it from Blockbuster a long time ago. Or yeah, that one was a really big one. Night of the Living Dummy was mm-hmm. another really big one. Uh, say cheese and die was pretty big. What else was some of it? There, don't go in the basement. That was another pretty big one. But yeah, that going back and watching a lot of them, like mm-hmm. I have in recent years, I've watched a few episodes here and there just to be like, oh fuck, it's on Netflix. I like this as a kid. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I mean, it definitely still has those moments where I could see as a kid being like, that is definitely like. If you were 10 watching this, you'd be like, oh, that yeah. dude is eating a fucking tarantula. That's this almost like a up. child-friendly horror. Yeah. But it, the 90s version of it, like, I loved it as a kid. Yeah. And, like, watching it now, I'm like, dude, this is a cheese ball fest. Like, this oh, shit yeah. is absurd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's still, like, that nostalgia factor. Mm. Kind of like Tales from the Crypt, where it's, like, it's so dated. But you kind of grew up watching it, so you're like... Even the theme song in the intro of Tales from the Crypt and Goosebumps just kind of fire you up that dun 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 dun. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Goosebumps. Even though it's not going to live up to a lot of the shit you're yeah. going to see at 27, obviously. No. But, and I, it's been a long time since I've seen any, uh, to be honest, like Goosebumps, like any of the shows or episodes or like obviously I've never even seen the movie um yeah I kind of want to see that too because I love Jack Black yeah so like, I just remember like the creepiness of like maybe that but I was also like a kid like we were talking about like when we rented that mm-hmm. shit and I liked it then I as far as now vouching for it I don't I can believe that that would be the perception. I don't think it would. There would be any part of it that would be really creepy now, especially considering no, not the stuff we watch. Yeah. Is, demonic and crazy and i don't creepy. really get like that's the thing I've, i i don't know if i've said it to you but like the take i had kind of a while back was i might even said it on here but like slasher movies are not just slasher movies but the movies with like the infamous killer that people kind of know I really enjoy those movies, Creature Features, I really like that shit, mm-hmm. but that shit never scares me. Like, Slashers, Creature Features. Because you know it couldn't happen. I don't get creeped out by any of them. Yeah. And some of them could technically kind of happen occasionally. Like, somebody could somebody could try to fucking recreate Ghostface, but they get fucked up. You that, know I mean? that, yeah, but also Ghostface is in kind of pair, like... 
But like some of the supernatural. That's what I mean. Supernatural possession shit is the only shit that I mean, truly like, scares me. I mean, like if somebody, if if somebody, you know, the hockey mask, the Jason, even if you're backwoods somewhere, fuck it, doing whatever, like. You're not going to be revived by a lightning bolt. Like, you're not going to be killing somebody in their dreams. You're not going to be, like, these None things... None of that shit will happen. These things could never... A doll's not going to come to life and start no. killing people. These things are never going to happen, and they're obvious. The only... Dude, I'll tell you a movie that fucked me up whenever I was younger, mm-hmm. because, and I still think about it. And it doesn't fuck me up the way it used to, but The Strangers. Yeah. Because that could happen. For sure. And like Ghostface too, if somebody wanted to put on like the difference is it, it doesn't even necessarily mean Ghostface, but if somebody wanted to make themselves anonymous and just throw a mask on and go to different houses and do that shit, yeah, kind of like Michael Myers if they were that not in the sense of like being that unstoppable, but like in the sense of being anonymous, somebody could definitely do that if you just take the premise oh, yeah. of Michael and you just somebody just goes somebody and wrecks just walking around through a neighborhood. Yeah. You could definitely put a face on and just totally be anonymous to everyone and just start killing. Like it's that's especially that's on Halloween. That's <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, but yeah, dude, the the line in the strangers that really fucked me up, and like I think about it even when I'm down in the country, like deer hunting, because it's a cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere, pretty mm-hmm. much, you know. And that's basically what was the strangers, and they are like asking them as you know they're tied up, they're all fucked up, and they're like. Why are you doing this to us? And they're just like, because you were home. So like, yeah. just crazy fucking people are yeah. like, oh, we got some out-of-towners out here. You know, they don't know what the fuck's going on. Let's just fuck with them all night. You know? and, and if they put the pieces together or they've been watching you for days or something like that and they know you're isolated, alone, they can cut service, they can do whatever. Terrifying. You're, you're, you are put in a predicament where you cannot get out, like... You know, it's that is that is frightening. That alone, like for sure. Um, Just that line, I remember. Like, dude, there was a few movies as a kid that really fucked with me. Like, The Haunting in Connecticut. Mm. That's still in like my top thirty horror movies of all time, just because like it was the first one that really fucked me up. Kyle, sad face, Golner. Yeah, he He had a reason to be sad face in that one, though. He's a cancer patient. (laughs) <laughs> He's, I don't know if that's I mean it is kind of sad face but it's like it's sad pouty. face it's mixed pouty. with like he just always had that like look of just like questioning yeah just like I don't know what the fuck's going on kind of oh, yeah like he couldn't sadness. believe it was happening to him it was just like yeah he was he was that hey. era though dude that late 2000s early 2010s horror mm-hmm. he was in that he shit. got casted in a lot of things because of that though oh, I mean, yeah. he was casted in a lot of things he probably did that on purpose because that was like haunting connecticut a way to set him apart. jennifer's body in nightmare on elm street he was in the walking dead for a cameo mm-hmm. like one episode he was in like a lot of different stuff even um, though you know infamously a lot of people Shit on the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, but dude, I mean, I I don't think it was that bad. It just wasn't that creative, and it didn't set itself apart from what it should have. That's the thing about horror movie. That's what makes certain movies so like. I'll give I'll like tip my cap to a movie a little bit, even if I don't like it. If it's original, I'll let it like sit for a minute, but like. If you're an original movie, and you, like, have your own kind of... Especially in horror. Mm-hmm. 
and you like bring your own thing to the table, even if I'm not like a fan, I'm like, hey man, we should try something different. Points for originality. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you can show me something that I've never seen before, especially with a character that I already know and love, like that's probably going to earn you some points right there. Because yeah. it's like something I've never seen before. And I'm like, oh shit. Like that was a cool layer like to add to the character's mystique or to the mm-hmm. add to the you know, the character's lore or whatever. Um a lot of it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be the best movie, but like it just in a can it could be. But like it doesn't it's just like add something else that you have not seen instead of repeating the same information and the same cycle of shit. Because guess what? Like it's hard to say that it can be better if you're going to make make it exactly the same. Like, I can see yeah, why you... just shot for shot, then. Then yeah. you're definitely not better, because you're just Copy copying yeah. what something already did. Yeah. And even things that are a modern take should be updated to an extent, if it, if it was a long time ago. Because by then, if it looks... If your footage looks fuzzy and weird and out of date... Then it's understandable, like we were talking about, like if it's been decades and decades, and it's like it makes sense to be like, okay, let's make this fresh, new, clean, and make it look more like today than how this looks. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Some things shouldn't be touched, though, like when it comes to, especially if you're shot for shot doing it. Yeah. Like, I think they fucked up and way too prematurely tried to do that with Psycho in like 98 or something. It was Mm -hmm. like, dude. The 1960 Psycho, to this day, still holds up as being, like, a really good, in-depth look at the psychology behind a psychopath. Like, it was just... It was masterful. Mm-hmm. And then 98 came around, and they made Vince Vaughn fucking Norman Bates. And I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah. But I'm like, what the fuck casting is that, for one? And for two... It was before he was Vince Vaughn. It was the you. same fucking thing as the 61. It's like, mm-hmm. this movie's not even 40 years old at that yeah. point. Why the fuck are you doing a shot for shot? If it was that... Well, I will say, because I, I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to judge on that, but I will say that was Vince Vaughn before he was really Vince Vaughn. Yeah. So you but can't... looking at it now, because I don't know that Vince Vaughn from 98. Yeah. I know Vince Vaughn... Wedding crashers, wedding crashers, the breakup and shit like that. Yeah, breakup, yeah. like, fucking Old Fred school. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not <laughs> fucking Norman Bates, dude. Yeah. Norman Bates is Anthony Perkins. Don't fucking make it Vince Vaughn, man. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen, I don't think I've ever seen the original Psycho or Oh my one. god, still, man. Still. Dude, Psycho 1 and 2, honestly even 3, are all worth the watch. Yeah. Like, the first one, though, is just, like, it's that's, a staple in the horror genre. That's the beauty. It's a classic. That's the beauty of doing these these solos this early. I should, I should say this early, but it's because we're already most, like, two-thirds of the way through October, almost. But it's, like, we still have time to add to our list and, you know, do yeah. other shit because we're still, like, as deep as we are, there's still time to fucking add in plenty more shit. Um but, uh, oh, to get back to Goosebumps for a second. Uh, just to put a... Just to basically assess that. I wouldn't say... I would probably have to say fair, because I don't think there's an over and above, like, crazy positive perception of it, so I don't necessarily want to say, like, overrated. 
Yeah. The people that have nostalgia for it like yeah. it. They yeah, and and I've even and I've even heard some people say that they're like, yeah, they're not what they were. When are we younger? Because we were younger. But it's not to the extent that they shit on it to where I think it's underrated because I'm not going to, like, stick up for it to the end of time. Plus, either. dude, R.L. Stein's book series yeah. in itself. And like, those are probably better. That is a great yeah. introduction to, like, scary stories I for agree. a kid. I agree. Like, elementary Which is what it era was. horror. Which is what it was. Yeah. I, think, I think the Goosebumps probably serve their purpose, but... I don't really, I don't hear them shit on to a degree that I would disagree with, and I don't hear them praised to the extent that I would be like, oh, that's fucking underrated either, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I would say it's, it probably served its purpose in the the horror, quote unquote, um, you know, introductory. Just the genre, at least, in general, because yeah. it, it gave... I mean, not even that kids should necessarily have a gateway to horror because it's kind of, that's kind of fucked up to say. That kind of goes like, into my one, so I'm kind of glad we talked about this. But it's kind of like, at the same time, dude, there's adults that love horror. I mean, we're two of them, you know? But mm-hmm. it's like, a kid, it's kind of a way for a kid to dabble in the horror genre mm-hmm. without, like, Getting fucked up by something that they're like, Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. I can't sleep now, you know? Um, Which even some of those will do that to you, but oh, as yeah. a little kid. I uh, I have one that was I kind of thought was interesting because we were talking a little before we went on air anyways with how, like... Because I agree with you, like, you know, with as far as, uh, like, obviously Christmas is still the biggest holiday of the year, but other than that, as far as marketing... Promotion, selling, everything. Halloween has to be number two. Oh yeah, has to be. Especially, and I and I know it's not just because we've been more into it the past five to ten years, but as far as a collective, you see society really embracing it more than I more than I saw as kids. But also, keep in mind, we did grow up in the social media era, so you see everybody else's love for it more than yeah. you would have. Oh yeah. So let's keep that in mind too. So it doesn't necessarily mean there's more fans of it than ever. There could be. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. Sometimes you just, we think things are way more overblown because we see social media always reacting to it. So, in taking that into consideration, uh, I am going to enlist my next, uh, my, my, uh, my good, the bad, and the shits here. And it's, obviously horror is like a, you know, it's a scare fest, like it's fun to be frightened sometimes, it's like a good time, like it's fun to like watch them with friends and shit like that, but there's some people that would say, and I'm not saying like anybody specifically said this or whatever, but like, there's some people that say like, it's alarming, the darkness, the horror, the brutalness being so popular kind of thing. It is strange. What do you think... Overall, and I'm not even saying, because, like, obviously we love it. We're going to sort of defend it. But in another aspect, like, do you think it's necessarily a good thing? Or what do you think about, collectively, basically horror's impact on modern society? Because because I can see why it would... I'm not saying that it's necessarily negative, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's this is causing us to drift in such a direction to where we lose... Like, there's a numbness to brutality, to killing, to, you know what I'm saying, stuff like this because of this. But at the same time, I can see the defense for it because they're movies, they're films, they're shows, or whatever. But at the same time, 
life imitates art, art imitates life. Way, I can yeah. see why <clears throat> there's an argument for that too, but at the same time, if it makes money, we also know that it's probably not going anywhere because money yeah. makes things well, go around too. I mean in a I, lot of ways. I feel like anyways Yeah, you could say like, oh, you know, this is influencing people to do things. Maybe it's giving pe- maybe it's giving a psychopath an idea. Yeah. Oh, I want to do this. Yeah. And this is the discussion it I wanted to have. It is not breeding psychopaths. Yeah. People Undoubtedly. Res- people are responsible for their own actions. There are so. literally 99.9% of people that enjoy horror movies are not like, man, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... You have to have that in you, dude. Like, even if you oh, watch, yeah. if you watch the Dahmer series, yeah, he fucking got triggered and realized, oh fuck, this I might, you know, be kind of sadistic. Watching a fish get gutted and seeing the insides of a fish and shit, like that's the kind of shit. It's yeah. not like, yeah, maybe the horror movies, the spark. Oh fuck, you know, I got to see brutality in this, but it's like, that's not breeding that person, like, dude. A person has already got a mental switch that's, like, either on or not on mm. that causes that. You know, it's not... And it's a percent it's not, of a percent. It's yeah. not like every fucking 17-year-old that goes in and watches a fucked-up gore fest of a movie is like, that has influenced me to want to do this. You know yeah. what I mean? It, so that in that way, I would say that it's like... But what? But here's the before the answer is, where is it at societally in your opinion? Because I don't necessarily want to jump to saying it's underrated, no, or overrated. It's definitely, or I, it's hard to kind of gauge where everybody is in terms of. That's why I decided to say the horror impact on modern society. Because now with social media, because of everybody enjoying spooky movies, because of like the influence it has. But to, to be honest. With where we're at technologically, too, it's a lot... Like, I can see why people would say it's a lot less dark of a place because there's less serial killers, there's less people doing stuff like that because you get caught easier. But at the same time, I can see another argument for... So a lot of killers. I can see, yeah, I can see another argument for why this stuff, this demonic slasher killing stuff, is more numbed to society than ever because it probably is. Because we're used to it more, and it's been around for so long. To certain people, for sure. And I, you know. I can see, but I mean, just seeing it and stuff like that. But at the same time, art is art, and it doesn't always have to be reflective of, oh, I'm going to go do this because it's whatever. It's like, I think you should still be allowed to exercise your creative brain in whatever way you see fit, as long as you're not influencing or... or uh, I should say encouraging anyone to do this, which I don't think most anybody is yeah. that makes this shit. It's not like they put at the end of the film, like, it, yeah, go try this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, I can see an argument for like, oh, well, you know, this is some like devilish shit. Like this shit is, is numb to modern society. Like, because people fucking, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you can kind of look at it, but at the same time, I've always been able if to you interpret look at it. any dude, any serial killer in history that's ever been caught, been sentenced, any of that shit. Well, for one, mm-hmm. there was many of them before horror movies were ever. There was child, there was childhood drama, probably. And for two, 
none of them have ever came out and said horror movies were an influence for the reason behind they committed these crimes, you know? Yeah. Like, there was, n- it's never been that, necessarily. Like, mm. and if it is, dude, most likely it's a kid taking a bitch way out because he doesn't want to accept responsibility for the fucked up things he You're still made. responsible for your own actions. Yeah. Well, you, you know. can say, I fucking, I watched, you know, Scream, and they taught me a formula. Bullshit. <laughs> You're the fucked up son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> but I feel like there's also people who are almost like too slanderous on it or like mm. they put too much of their own fucking belief system into the shit. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, I was like looking at some reviews for that shit and one of them really made me laugh because they're like, if you enjoy the gore and brutality of a film like this, you need to seek mental help. They're like, the person that made this film was demon-possessed yeah. and all that kind of shit. It's like... It came out. It's just taking it too far. It, it, to be honest, as much as there is a popularity with it, if you even let's even look at it on the baseline of movies, of films... Horror is still a very slim sliver compared to the amount of people that enjoy films. A lot of people that enjoy films still talk shit on horror movies. So it's like a lot of them. I talk yeah, to horror people has the a time. very strong, tight knit community. There they, is. They very much so argue about their favorites, but yeah, like, but people that it's are, a niche thing. People kind of. that are big fans of action movies or romantic movies or comedy or or whatever. There's a lot of people that are still like, I ain't fucking watching horror shit because I think it's bullshit. Yeah. There's still that, even though there's a large horror community. There's still a lot of people that think horror is they don't like it. And so it's you know, like. like there's so many different little subgenres of horror too. There is where like, you know, my girlfriend, for example. There's things that I know if it's just like kind of a like a raunchy sort of balls to the wall like gore fest. I'm like, she ain't gonna fucking like this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way I'm gonna show her that. Like, just she did like the saws though. Didn't she, she did like those. And those were surprising. But they have uh, they have a little more like to them than police just... detective shit too yeah. though. But, like, I don't know, because there's people like that, too, and as a horror fan, I respect that, too, where I'm like, I realize that certain subgenres of horror are not going to be certain people's bag, Mm. you know? Like, some people are not into the gore, some people are not into the supernatural possession shit, Mm. like, there's just certain things... Some people think the slasher movies are bullshit, they don't like them. Yeah, so, you know... And I respect, I mean... I can respect that anyways as a fan of all that shit. Oh yeah. I like, like what I like some of all of it too. So I I would say like overall its perception on horror horror impact its on impact society. on society would I would say it's fair. Like I feel like the fandom and stuff is like it's awesome because I love it. Mm-hmm. So being able to like go to places and embellishing the fandom like see other people into it like buy the merchandise get the shit like that's all really fucking cool and i really love that that's a thing and i'm able oh, to yeah. do that that oh, i'm yeah. like oh man admittedly yes this series or like these series of films like they're fucked up but we all enjoy them i still we think all there's take a place what there is either way and it's art at the yeah. end of the day it was a fucking vision that got yeah. turned into a piece of art 
And, like, horror movies most of the time are, like, there's elements of everything in them. There's drama, and, there's romance, there's oh, yeah. comedy. And if you, and here's the other thing, is, like, if you really look at it, because people could be like, oh, this is, this is glorifying, whatever. But if you watch the stories, most all of the time, the bad guy, the bad, the bad presence still gets stopped. Almost all of the or time. Or somebody escapes. So it's like... One of the two. It almost like, always still good triumphs in the end, even if you want to look at it Not always, though. No, 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 not always. I would even say, even if you want to say 90% of the time it does, I don't know what the odds are, but even if you want to say 90 because I would say most of the time it still does. Not always, but most of the time it always it Sometimes, yeah, like, I know I, I could... I mean, some of them I've just seen recently, so that's why it's on my mind, but I know, like, a handful yeah. of movies where you're like... Evil triumphs and nobody lives but the yeah. bad in this. But see, but those are the exception to the rule, and they don't yeah. happen that often. I feel like there's a place for that, too, to be honest, because like, you are so not seeing that coming because you're so used to good winning out. And also, it's horror. If we're really truly saying something is horror, mm-hmm. like, and not saying the other things aren't because clearly they are, but, like, the most horrific thing that can happen is evil winning. Yeah. You know? Oh, Yeah. So, if it's going to happen in any genre, it is that one. It makes sense for it to be... Yeah. That's, like, my girlfriend's argument a lot of time, too, is, like, I... She's, like, I respect that you have such a love for this genre, and it's, you know, probably your favorite and all this shit, but, like, she's, like, it's just... I don't know how you can sit around all day in a good mood and watch this (laughs) stuff. People getting stabbed She's, like, because... (laughs) So many times it's just sad, depressing, yeah. fucked up, evil wins. You're at the same place you end at that you started at. Yeah. All that kind of shit. And it is, especially for slashers, that's true. Because it's like, in a way, evil still triumphs when it loses. Because at the end, they give you that tinge of like, oh yeah, they ain't gone though. In, you but know? you also got to look at it in the sense of like, they always... In, in a term of business or, or marketing sense, they always want you to know that it's not over because they want you to come back for the next one and the next one. And the they want you to hold out hope that it might not be over still, too, because of the fandom that enjoys those types of cinema, those types of shows, those types of just, you know, yeah. lore in general. So it's just like... But the thing is, I would say if, like, mo- most of society was overly about all that, like, there is a there is a fair point of saying, oh, this is too much, or whatever, but, like, it's still a really minuscule amount of films. In, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of horror, horror films. There's a lot of horror fans. But if you look at it in the grand scope, it's still only a section of all the films that are made, and there's still only a section of people that prefer these films over most other films. So it's just like, that's not by any means overpowering everything. You know what I mean? So even if you wanted to look at it like, oh, its influence is a little too much, it's like I really don't think it's overpowering the rest of the shit. Even if you wanted to look at it like, oh, it's a little more than art whenever it creates influence like that. Because it's still not triumphing over everything else by any means. There's way more movies about other shit than There's there is. There's so like, many genres out there. That's what right? I mean. So I'm like, like, I can't, I wouldn't say that, you know, there's going to be films like that. But guess, but guess what, at the end of the day, too, wouldn't you rather make people make art about this stuff than, I don't know, actually go do this stuff? <laughs> and that's not even saying, like, obviously, 
the person that portrays the killer and the director of these films and shit and the producers, like, these people aren't fucking serial killers anyways. But, yeah. like, I mean, I'm the same way, though. Like, a lot of the stories I think up in my mind, the imaginative shit, like, it's kind of fucking dark. Yeah. You know, that's just... And it's not that you're, like, wanting... Like, you're like, oh, putting that out there for society so somebody can imitate the shit. Mm. It's just, like, it's a kind of a fucked up and crazy and cool and, in, like, inventive idea that you turn into actuality and art and you put it out there. You know, yeah. and a lot of people eat that shit up because it the, is... that, And it's, it's the power of cinema. Like, mm. cinema was birthed on embellishing reality and, like... You know, like making things bigger and exacerbating like the fucking small yeah it's the the, the things to like you know make them a huge the things that deal. people don't really experience like yeah sitting in being able to sit down in the theater eat popcorn and like fucking escape your life and live in whatever fucked because up fantasy where world else are you in. gonna see this stuff if not an imaginary world on screen yeah anyways you know what I mean and that's what I mean and there has to be a place. For scary, fucked up things. Because people like to be frightened. They do. And they like the adrenaline. They like their blood pumping. Like, they like to be, like, shocked. And, like, you know. And I think that's another big reason why it's a sliver of even... the, The sliver that's already horror movies versus all the other types of movies. Only a sliver of that sliver is when evil actually wins. And the reason evil actually wins every once in a while is to throw you. Because it's like... You don't expect that. You're so used to the good guys winning that, like, when they do win, you're like, oh, shit. And even when... That's the thing. I've thought about this before, and I'm like... Even when the good wins, a lot of times the evil doesn't lose, necessarily. It doesn't go away. Yeah, it doesn't, like, lose the war. It lost the battle. Yeah. And maybe not even that, because usually there's only one survivor, and they are... Fucked oh, up yeah. royally. Oh, yeah. And they from. take all their friends or family or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of times, evil really does win. Yeah. Even if they don't technically win the fucking battle. And who's to say after, like, the movie closes, they don't... You know, because a lot of times, it's almost like... I don't know how many horror movies... We'll take a break here in a second. Um, I don't know how many horror movies I've seen where, like, there is the one person that survives. But you're like... But you know the evil presence or people or whatever is still out there. You're like they're right there. Yeah, you're like the moment this closes, that last person's getting killed. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's happened, I think, in a Texas Chainsaw. That's the Hills Have Eyes. Boy, the Lord, first Lord, one. Horse, the Hills Have Eyes. House of a Thousand like, Corpses. You're like great. The three people survive, but how many cannibals are still out there? Ready well, no. To on top in. of that. It's they're walking away, and you see them being watched through binoculars. You're like, they're fucked. Yeah, you're like, even though this is the end of the story, this ain't the end of this shit. And same with uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, where the girl hops in Captain Spaulding's car. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And he's like, oh, we'll get you to safety or whatever. And then Otis pops up in the back, and then the movie ends. You're like, well, she's fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's great where they can leave you on, like, a cliffhanger, though, like that. Yeah, Um, it's great. What would you say then overall? I'd probably say fair because okay. I mean I, I can see where people's potential like gripes would be about it, but you know I think I defended it enough that yeah, it's 
imaginative artwork at the end of the day and it's not truly aspiring any fucking killer out there to do with it like you have to already be on the brink of breakdown yeah for that to have an impact on you to kill somebody anytime i don't like and also i'm a fan and i really like being able to buy merchandise and embellish in my fandom of horror so like i can't there's no way i'm gonna say it's overrated and these are things people created like this was you know it's the the thing is is this is the safe space to where you can imagine these things and bring these things to book form or like you know art form in some way shape or form whether it is actual like pieces of art or whether it's on screen or whether it's through you know even music or whether it's through whatever because you're not actually doing the shit you're trying to and it doesn't even necessarily, like, like we were talking about earlier, it doesn't even necessarily, like, over-glorify it because I don't think it dominates good in most senses anytime anyway. Yeah. It's like, I think there's far more representations of good triumphing over evil to where that, even if you wanted to make a case for that, I don't think that you're glorifying the bad overcoming or the bad winning or the bad, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really, I, I still don't think, that's always the exception to the rule. That's never really, that's never the common in game, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, as a horror fan too, like, I'll never really knock somebody that's like I'm not a fan of horror. You know, mm-hmm. like I, that's one of those things too where I get it. Like I'm a fan and I appreciate all the fans and like different opinions and stuff. But if somebody's not a fan of it, I'm not gonna sit there and try to defend its case. So because I get that it's like it's not everybody's bag. You know, no, it's not. And like, there's certain types of movies and art t- forms of art that we're probably not fans of either. So yeah. it's like, I mean, if some like I would much more be taken, even though that I'm not as like repping it hard all the time and like fucking in your face about it. Like, if somebody were to come up and be like, "I don't like comedy movies," I would be more taken aback by that than I don't like horror movies because I'm like, "Yeah, you have to like a comedy." Like, there's no yeah. way you don't like to because laugh, who doesn't you know? like to laugh? Yeah. Who doesn't like to laugh? Um, you want to go ahead and take a break real quick? Yeah, we probably should. Alrighty, well, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. The daylight and the dark, part four. Stay with us. Casting the Spotlight episode number 105. Thanks for sticking with us. We are back with more good, the bad, and the shits during the illustrious 
horror season. Man, did, uh, what is that, Van Doken? Yeah, Dokken, however you want to say. Yeah, like, they, they did that, like, I guess that whole album for that movie, huh? Yeah, Remember pretty much, which was, was dope. Like, they had Freddy in, like, the music videos, I think, and yeah. it was, like, a big part. I've seen, like, pictures before of, like, the band with, like, Freddy in there with them and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was just chilling, you know? <laughs> that was his fucking band, man. But uh, anyways, what do you got for us to start a show off here in this uh, next round? All right. Well, let's kind of sticking with the seasonal vibe here. Switch it up for a second. Okay. Not saying I won't come back to the horror kind of genre vein eventually, mm-hmm. but still in the fall season. What's your uh, take on? The trees changing colors, like being out there recently, throwing and stuff, and even, I mean, I guess by the time deer season rolls around, a lot of them have fallen and stuff, but like, the fall vibe, like, there's a few week period where it's just beautiful out, you know, like, so many different colors, you feel like, Mm -hmm. I mean, people talk about it, there's pictures all over, but do you feel like it gets enough credit, or do you feel like it's kind of overlooked every year? I think people are more, uh condition to it because it's like a it happens every year so like maybe to some extent it's kind of uh to us some people that live like in you know more city area or something probably don't see that as much but uh i mean yeah but but there's some parts of the city like you go to the park or you go to see like you can still see it i would say it's more so people that maybe like don't live here the same people that like appreciate snow that never see snow but like on the other side of things we're like from, you know, whenever you're from Missouri or you're from the Midwest and shit, you're going to be more apt to, like, oh, man, like, that's why we take trips everywhere, too. Like, oh, to the beach, to the mountains, to the to the great big city, to, like, basketball games, or you go watch, you go see things that aren't around your area. So, like, mm-hmm. you don't really, uh, you're not really, those things don't impress you as much, like, whenever you're living around it probably all the time. There are people that will defend where they live regardless, like, that are like, oh, man, I fucking can't imagine living outside of, like, where the ocean is or, like, the big city. Like, there's people that absolutely love the architecture, the history of, like, New York City. They're like, I can't imagine living in well, else. So you know, adapted to that yeah. life that it would be really hard to go to more of a slow-paced, non-city life. Mm-hmm. Some and people that have just done that. Forever. I will say that, like, not that I've lived in, like, the big, big city, but, I mean, we've, you know, lived in St. Louis, we've lived around, biz- you know, busier places, so, like, I can't say that, like, you know, that we've been too far out of, especially because we visited often, like, where we grew up or the smaller town stuff or whatever, so, like, we can't say we've been too far out of that. Um, but... Like, I feel like I've, the places I've been, I have enough, I have, to some degree, enough experience to where I can, like, rationalize the difference between places. Um, but, I don't know, I mean, I always liked, I always appreciated and liked the fall, this changing of the seasons a lot, because it was, like, in a lot of ways, it's the most noticeable, because during the fall, you get a lot of the, you always get to get a hint of the next season during the current season anyway. You know what I mean? Um, but it's funny because it starts getting a little cooler in October, but a lot of times I've always said it kind of mellows out in ways in November before it gets, not always, but in a lot of ways it kind of mellows out before it gets truly oh, and really cold after. Because it's it's kind of a, you, it, it, 
sort of conditions you for what the cold's going to be, but it sort of stays a little stable. Like, whereas sometimes we still get a little warmth in October, but then it gets, there's some nights that get real cold, and you're like, ooh, holy shit, like, this is fucking, you know, this is way too soon or whatever. Uh, so you get a little bit of each, whereas November, I feel like, neutralizes things a little bit before you dive into December and January, which is, like, the holiday season and, like, the post like the real cold shit and then it's really cold in January and February a lot of the time. Not always, but like a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, but this the colors start changing and everything through October mainly and then but it really becomes it's like peak. I feel like like the how beautiful it is outside like the very like a lot of times the very last bit of October, but like a lot during the first two weeks of November, it really, yeah. it really like changes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like usually, by the time I go to deer season, that's like yeah, third or fourth. Usually the third week, I guess of October, and a lot of the times, a lot of the leaves have fallen, so you can see really far mm-hmm. in the woods, you know. But like, it does feel like there's a really quick break with that where it's like it's building up all the colors where you're like oh man things are really starting to change and then for a week or two it's like really bright and colorful and just the whole color palette you can look out and see Mm -hmm. and then like after that it seems like very quickly within like a week and a half everything sheds oh yeah it's it's (laughs) nice though whenever you like there's a lot of like red red and orange and like it's the really like bright and stuff before it uh before it totally changes because at a certain point when it's like you don't really see snowfall or anything yet or even like a hint of it but all the all the shit is bare it's almost like it's kind of like gloomy and cold and it's like oh shit this is a rough spot to be in because it's not even like it's that's what january and february can be sometimes but like at least as like a football or most of december is like that too yeah but you have a christmas it's the same thing with like you get a distraction. Yeah. You have the holiday season and, like, things are happening. Come January, a lot of people, in February, people hit a depression. The only thing that really keeps me, like, motivated is football playoffs most of the time. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think people, a lot of times people take for granted what, like, and it's, I mean... It's up to your own ambition whether you want to leave or man. I'm sure stay like, or whatever. But it's New like, Hampshire and Vermont this time mm-hmm. of year is beautiful. Oh yeah, like the rolling hills of trees and I mean we have that too in areas for sure. I've seen it, but like it's just a beautiful time of year, mm-hmm. you know. It is, and like it's in a lot of ways it's like what makes. Because, like, we don't, the thing is, is, like, people look, oh, but I love the snow, and I love this, but it's like, okay, that's all great, fine, and well. And I'm not saying I don't, but there's no guarantee by any means that you're going to get that every year. A lot of times, we go most entire of the season without any snowfall. We go with, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, we'll get hammered in, like, February sometime. You might be awaiting the the snowfall, but, like, there's no guarantee you're going to get that. You know the season's going to change from October. The leaves are going to fall. The colors are going to brighten. You know that's going to happen every year. It's just what happens. But, like, we don't know if we're going to get ten major snowfalls. We don't know if we're going to get zero. Sometimes we'll get one or two. Like, a lot of times it's nice if we get two or three, like, good ones, and then it's nice for, like, several days or whatever. But some of these mild-ass winters we've had, 
it's we don't really get hardly any. You know what I mean? Yeah, some years we get maybe one or two, mm-hmm. and some years we'll get like five or six. You know, it's it's very spotty. And sometimes it it's like early. Like sometimes we'll get it in November. Like yeah, late that's November. It's what it seems like a lot of times is we'll get it. In November and then like February, like yeah. a lot of the times that nobody really wants it, where you're just like November, you're like, man, this is a little early, mm-hmm. and then in February you're like, are we done with this? Yeah. So oh, it's yes. like you want it like in December. That's the month to have it. Snowfall. Yeah. January you still expect it, but yeah, a lot of the times we don't really get hammered. Remember that months. last? Remember that like. I want to say the last week of December last year when it was like negative six and shit. Oh, yeah. Some days that was harsh. <laughs> yeah, I was hopping like, in the truck some those days and heating up. For that a minute. was harsh. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people appreciate it because you always see you know you always see. Then again, those are the people that we're friends with that are mostly local to the area or they grew up in the area. So they on they of course they're going to appreciate it or talk about it because. They know about it. Um, it's I think kind of a lot hard of, to miss. I think yeah. a lot of times it, it you know obviously depends on where you're. That's why people there's people that wait for some some of them like they wait for the cold or they wait for the summer because we don't get all of that, but we do get a good mix of a lot of the seasons. It seems like in a lot of years though, it shrinks or certainly spring seems to shrink. Spr- spring shrinks more than fall does. Fall usually gets some time at least. Um, so it's kind of nice. Like I remember in childhood though, we used to actually get like a spring every year. Like we, it seemed like we got a few months of just it getting, it getting warmer before it actually hit real 90 and a hundred degrees. You know, we used to get like really nice 50 to 70 degree days in the springtime. And you know, that was nice. Seems like, yeah, springs, especially... I mean, April, dude, seems like it fucking rains all the time. It anyway. does. I know. It does. Which I know the April shower shit, but it's like, fuck, that one is not even a lie. It was like, like 2019, it seemed like it flooded. I mean, it flooded. From <laughs> April through June, it rained like 20 days out of every month. It was like, Jesus Christ, when is this going to be over? It's like, because it was just rain. It wasn't even like, oh, we get some good rain, and now we can enjoy after. It was just like rain the whole fucking time. And the ground was soaked, and it couldn't hold all the water. It was just like... Yeah, that's the bad thing here. Like, I mean, we're better than some areas. Like, dude, Texas, they're fucked if it rains, like, two days in a row. In, in, yeah, and, like, Cali, it, like, never it's like, rains. It's, like, flat. Yeah, same with Cali. Like, shit yeah. like that, where it's, like, if they get some downpours, mm-hmm. oh, they're fucked. Shit's gonna flood, for sure. Yeah. Well, and but, that's they get no, and that's why the wildfire spread because like it's really nice because there's no humidity. The problem is when it gets too dry, there's wildfires that spread and burn down half the fucking neighborhood. And a lot of those all the western and especially southwestern states, mm-hmm. that shit is very prevalent. Where oh, it's yeah. just like, especially in the summer, where it's just dry <laughs> as fuck and hot as fuck. It's like, well, hopefully you don't fucking accidentally. Drop a lit cigarette in the grass because no. your fucking lawn's gone. So you, uh... So it was like... What was the main topic? Just the... Uh, trees changing colors in fall. Is it like... You feel like it gets the credit? 
rightfully that it deserves. I, I would say probably fair for that one yeah. too. At least here, I mean, there's a lot of people that are like, oh man, this is beautiful, but I think it goes back to a lot of the time, your perspective is, could be warped one way or another based on where you grew up. Like, oh yeah, it's definitely I, probably I don't praise any of our seasons the way I praise fall, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have anything majorly... Well, we have a great fall. I don't have anything majorly great to say about most of our... Like, I don't know, I'm not saying that I shit on all of it, there's aspects of all of them that I like. But I don't have anything majorly great to say about any of the seasons we have here except fall, probably. Um, because, like, you even go outside now, and whether there's somebody somebody fucking had a fire and, and had a bonfire or whatever, you still get that whiff of, like, that crisp, cool air that it just, you know it's fall outside, and it just gives you a good feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's cool, but it's not, like, bitter cold where you're, like, unable to stand out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's comforting because it's like, you build a fire, you just, you know, you just, you can chill out and, like, relax out there. You don't have to be, you don't have to shy away from the cold and go indoors. You don't have to be sweating your dick off going out there and it being too hot. Like, so it's like, it's just, uh, in every which way, it's like an enjoyable time of the year, I think. It's like just where everything meets, you know, it's like baseball playoffs. It's football season. It's like it's all the great shit. It's like how all in one season. Mm-hmm. Bonfires, leaves are changing. And before so it, much shit. And it's not even gone, but before it went off air, like that was always like Walking Dead would always come back in October. And it was like, ah! Yeah. So it was like always. You got Daryl Dixon going. Yeah. Um, At least for, I don't know, it's probably done soon. Yeah. But I, I would probably say, uh, I would probably say fair overall. I have another seasonal one, I guess. I don't know if it'll be as deep to talk about, but because um, I think we done. I was gonna, I was gonna maybe say pumpkin carving before, but I think we talked about that a little bit. So I'm just gonna say um, pumpkin seeds. What do you think? Oh, you man. like pumpkin seeds? Yeah, I do like them yeah. actually quite a bit. They can be. They it's can like be a good. childhood tradition, dude. I remember we used to fucking. When we got the pumpkins, we'd pick all the seeds out before mm-hmm. we carved them. Mom would bake that shit up in the oven. We'd dump a bunch of like fucking salt on them. I was watching something the other day. Was it was it Charlie? They gave me the fucking dude. Honestly though, I'm pretty sure I'm not like taking this to the bank. Sure, but I'm pretty damn sure pumpkin seeds give me the poops. <laughs> and I think most seeds do. And I just mm-hmm. I fucking love like the like. Any kind of, like, nut seed mix, that kind of shit. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck yeah. They're good. Pistachios, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, peanuts, you can, you can all that. You can buy them in the stores any time of year, but you can't... It's not always the season for you to, like, carve it and make your own shit. What I was going to say is, like, I think... When it's your own pumpkin that you carve seeds, it's, mm-hmm. it hits a little different. Yeah. Than oh, buying, yeah. like, David pumpkin and from seeds. Your, and from your own... Yeah, it's nice. And then you, like, bake them, you fucking cook them in there, and you salt them and everything. They're so good. (laughs) I would personally say they're underrated. I probably would, too, just because I don't know if they were as big of a tradition as they were in my family. I feel like most people pretty much got the pumpkin and throw all the shit out. Was it Charlie Brown or something that they're, like, I don't know know if you remember or not, but they, like, they carve it... (laughs) And one of the kids is like, you killed it! Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the pumpkin. You, like, slaughtered its insides. It's like, it's already been out. dead, dude. Yeah, it's like... It, it got snapped from yeah. the fucking vine. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's already fucking sold. It's put into stores. 
But uh, as soon as he got clipped from the vine, that guy killed it. It's technically that happens to every fruit and vegetable that's oh, snatched yeah. off their oh, yeah. shit. It's like it's not gonna grow anymore. It's bloomed, otherwise it's gonna go bad. It, well, yeah, eventually it it's just gonna fucking shrivel into nothing. You wouldn't you know? you rather it serve its purpose? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I've always enjoyed pumpkin seeds. Like I haven't actually carved any pumpkins this year. As Me neither. Yet. I did it last year. I carved one. In, in like, like a few of the years, I mean, we did two or three. Some of them, you know. Yeah. I might, I might do one this year. Like I talked about it with Rachel, but we'll see what happens. Talked about this week and maybe doing it with my niece and nephew and mm-hmm. stuff, but I don't really know. It's not something that I'm like I have to do, but if it's around and people are like, oh, there's a pumpkin in there, you know, it's people aren't like jumping on it to carve it. I'll be like, oh fuck. Or something. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't really have an idea, typically I come up with some kind of face to put on it. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna go fucking wild with the shit and like fucking carve a witch flying on a broom and shit on there like some people do. There yeah. ain't no motherfucking way. I always appreciate that like you could do that with pumpkins though. You can dig out the seeds, you can gut the insides, and like light the candle and make, make it an art. And, and it's yeah. literally from. You know, nature. It's literally, I think, a thing that grows in the fucking out there that you can just cut and make yourself and, like, actually make it a thing. Like, obviously, it goes bad before too long, like any fruit or vegetable or whatever would. But it's cool for, like, the week of Halloween. And it's it's so... It's a seasonal tradition in, like, the best sense of the, you know, the word. Like, what the hell would this season be? Like, if you didn't see a pumpkin or if you didn't... If, if you didn't, you know, buy one or if the stores didn't have them, like, it would just, that's, like, one of the mainstays of, like, something you always see around because it's just, it's, it's, it's so identifiable with the season. Like, you don't really see it any other time of year, like, is often, you know? Yeah. Um, even the pumpkin seeds, like, sure, you can go to the store and buy them within a mix of stuff or buy the David ones or whatever, but it's just, like, it's not the exactly the same thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it doesn't have that effect on you if you doesn't have like more in the season and you're carving the pumpkin and then it's like oh the oven's dinging the seeds yeah. yeah like that's just the whole vibe you know it's kind of like you know it's you can bake cookies anytime but like baking them around christmas oh, yeah. and making your shit that's like different it's like a different the thing. candy cane and snowman fucking mm-hmm. cookies is yeah it's all about the vibe and the fucking feel of the holiday you know yeah. And not to mention this, but, like, the fall seasonal candles are the best of the year, too. Yeah. Fucking, I don't even think it's close. Like, the scents, I don't think the scents of any other season are better than fall. No. It's definitely, for me, at least personally, fall and then probably second, maybe winter. I like some winter scents for sure, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I, I would probably agree. Pumpkin seeds are probably a little underrated. Mm-hmm. I would, I, and I would say that. I would probably say talked it. about. You know? Yeah, I would say at least a little underrated. It's not like whenever people are mentioning their favorite things in the season and stuff, you don't hear pumpkin seeds. No, no. <laughs> That's why I'm like, we definitely never discussed anything like that. Um, but uh, anyway, what do you got? All right. Well, my last topic here. I'm wearing the shirt. I'm a big, you know. I like a lot of classics, too, when it comes to the horror genre. And one of the biggest of the classics is the Universal Monsters. You know, all the Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Mummy, Invisible Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon, all that shit. Probably my favorite within that vein of movies is probably the Wolfman. 
starring Lon Chaney Jr. from the 40s. I thought that movie was fire. And it'd probably be one of my top horror movies as well, in all honesty. Just because of the nostalgia effect of watching it at such a young age and like still watching it as I got older and being like, wow, this actually holds up and is still fire. Another thing that I feel like the horror genre does that not every genre is as good at is some of those classic, classic movies in the horror genre still live up today. Like you can still watch them and find a lot of entertainment value in those movies. But beyond The Wolfman, and I watched An American Werewolf in London the other day. That's another really good werewolf movie. I know we've seen it. I'm sure if you're a horror fan, you've probably seen both those. And the the Wolfman. The Wolfman and American Werewolf in London. And uh, The Howling is another big one. But there's not a whole lot of substantial werewolf movies or content. For how big of a subgenre of horror that it actually is. Like, it feels like it's a lot bigger than it is. Because if you look for werewolf kind of content, you're not going to find it like you're going to find zombie, creature, vampire kind of shit. And, I like, werewolves and mummies, I'll save that for a different time, but werewolves and mummies, I really like that subgenre. Mm-hmm. Before. Like, it's like, it's its own vibe, but it's they're both really cool. But overall, like, what do you think of werewolf content? Do you feel like, like... Because I feel like the, the werewolf, like, the lore behind werewolves and, like, it's huge. Everybody knows about werewolves. It's, like, mm-hmm. one of the biggest staples in horror. But if you really look down the rabbit hole of the content of werewolves, there's not a lot of greats. No. There's, like, the Wolfman, American Werewolf in London. Some people would say American Werewolf in Paris, The Howling. But beyond that, it's like... There isn't. There there's isn't not really, a lot of no. stuff. And, like, those are some of the classic, like, horror, like, you, you're kind of talking about. Like, that was, like, the primitive, like, scary thing, you know, with the... with the Kind of goes in line with, like, the Dracula mummy. Yeah, they came around the same time. It was all the universal monsters. Yeah. 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 Like, Frankenstein... Or Frankenstein's monster, rather, mm-hmm. even. Because he's not even... That's the misconception, obviously. Yeah, Everyone the, has these The days. scientist that made him was Frankenstein. Yeah. And then he became Frankenstein over the course of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did that even happen? Do you know, like, what the hell, like... Because the movie was called Frankenstein, and he was the centerpiece kind of of the movie. They're so like, oh, you... kind of equated to him. They got bolts in his head, like Frankenstein. Like, everybody knows. Oh, they're yeah. like, oh, he's green, like Frankenstein, or whatever. It's just like, that's Victor the fucking... Frankenstein. That mm-hmm. was like the doctor that created him. Yeah, he never technically got a name. He was just the monster. True. So, nobody's going to be like, you got the bolts in your neck like that green monster in that old film, you know? Well, in the sense of content being made about him, I mean, werewolves probably are underrated in that sense. I know, dude. I That's what I was saying. Like, werewolves and mummies. Because I all of that shit. And there's all not of those a things, those monsters, you can think of at least quite a few projects Besides, that, yeah, the that some of those are based around. And there are some mummy stuff. Maybe yeah, not Baba like Baba Hotep, fire. The original mummy, fire. Mm-hmm. But, like... A lot of the other mummies, besides those two off the top of my head, mm-hmm. are more like action-adventure movies than they are horror. Yeah, that's true. And they started as horror. The Mummy, yeah, I was going to say, The Mummy's a big movie itself. Yeah. A lot of people still cite that to this day, but it isn't 
quite the same as like maybe the original conception. Even though a mummy, like whenever you see the packaging on like this time of year and Halloweenish stuff or horror vibe stuff, like it's still like you see that on there. Yeah. Along with Frankenstein, vampire. Oh yeah, the mummy. I would say necessarily Dracula. I mean, maybe Dracula, but like you'll just see a vampire, and people just he's just the the he's just the guy staple for vampires. So yeah, because he's the biggest name. And vampire lore, obviously. It's not even fucking close to anybody else. You know, Boris Karloff, he did Frankenstein's Monster and The Mummy. He was both those characters. And he also was the narrator in the fucking Grinch cartoon. Because <laughs> he had that, like, deep, powerful voice. Remember the guy that was like, but the Grinch didn't like Christmas. Not one mm-hmm. bit. And like the old cartoon, yeah, that was the same guy that played Frankenstein's monster in The Mummy. Okay. Not one bit. <laughs> you know what happens to your ear? <laughs> See, like, I, I don't know. The Grinch, the Grinch is, not even to take it that direction, but I was going to say the Grinch is big, and we'll get to that later in the season or whatever anyway. But, like, I just, it is still such a great, like, quoted movie and film. Like, so much of it, too. I was like, I could fucking, <laughs> I could go yeah. down the list of the notable quotes. And that's Jim. That's fucking one of the great, you know, he's oh, yeah. one of the great character actors. The thing anyway. about a lot of the, because there's not as much Christmas content as horror content, but the Christmas content that's, like, very wide known. Mm-hmm. Is like almost all of those movies are very quotable, oh, and yeah. everybody knows what you're talking oh, about yeah. because it's just like synonymous even like the na- even the Christmas vacation and like a yeah, lot of Christmas story. You hear people quote that stuff Elf. any time of the year just for fuck all reason. Oh, yeah. you know? I do with Christmas story and Christmas vacation a lot. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just this. It's just how that stuff sticks with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's so. Well, if you watch it every goddamn year. See, for that's the thing. Your whole life. It's like, it might only be a minuscule, same as horror, in, in, to some degree. I mean, because we watch other horror movies, but there's certain stuff that's allocated just specifically to this time of the year or season. Specifically. And, like, even if it's not seen most of the year, because it's a mainstay or because you always can go back to it, it gets seen every year. So at least you're experiencing it every year to where it becomes common after a while. Because yeah. if you watch it, Every year, but you watch it for thirty years. You've seen thirty times. It's like you're, yeah. you know, you know what the hell is said, and uh, you know. So that's the interesting thing. But it's it, they're always fun to go back to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to the werewolves thing, it's what I we were talking about years ago about the 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 original monsters and shit like that. Like, I don't think we would have a lot of the stuff we have now. And they've taken it so many different directions and created so many characters off of the original horror-esque characters are the ones that are supposed to frighten yeah, the monsters. Yeah. yeah. That it's become very dark and sinister off of that, but that was the earliest shit of all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are the it's earliest... the movies like, like Peeping Tom and Psycho mm-hmm. freaked people the fuck out oh, because yeah. it was humans that were the monsters in the movies. Like, they were the ones that yeah. were actually causing... The, they're like, wait, Norman Bates looks like he could be my fucking neighbor. And, like, before that, it was all creatures and monsters. That was horror, you know? Yeah. And then once it turned transit, that was the transition into people was, like, the 60s. Before that, it was all, like, creatures and monsters. Mm-hmm. And that's why stuff, every time something got made, like, Michael Myers, people were like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? Yeah. 
and it had such a because it was such an original, fresh idea like the John Carpenter like came up with and all that, and then like to the first Friday the Thirteenth to like the first Nightmare on Elm Street, people were like people had never seen anything like that up until mm. the seventies and eighties, and they're like, oh my god, this shit's terrifying. <laughs> But it's like yeah. now, that's how far it's came because there's so much dark, sinister, and savagery stuff being made that, like, even some of that stuff now, people are like, ah, that shit's silly. Even well, though like, we I, still I love can that watch shit. that stuff and I can see how they would be fucking pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Like Halloween, The Exorcist, like those two oh, specifically, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I can see how this would freak people the fuck out in the time. Even the Psycho Texas Chainsaw, the original one, make, it, for it sure. makes you feel weird whenever you watch it. You're like, what the fuck is this? All those movies, those four specifically, but it's like, uh-huh. they're definitely still creepy in their mm-hmm. own manner. But. It makes this, me it makes me think about our era of movies where we're like this is fucking creepy. Like sinister have the to conjuring go. shit like that. Is it going to be as creepy as it is now in forty years? But if you think about it, they have to go the extra mile now to to bring that to you. Everything about the movie has gotta be out of this world, like just something you haven't thought about or an original idea, or they have to go whereas like then before a lot of this shit was made, like there was almost, and stay with me here, there was like, I mean, I'm sure you will be able to because we like a lot of the same shit anyway, but it's like, there is a creepiness in the simplicity of some of those characters. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there's a, it just, you're like, what the fuck? Because so many questions were unanswered whenever they just made the first of a lot of these movies and nobody had ever seen anything like it that you just had so many questions before the characters got more layers, sequels, and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just like, like the original Halloween still to this day, like if people had never seen it, it like would creep people out. Because you're just like, why the fuck is this dude doing all this? Like he's just savagely killing all these people. <laughs> and it's, you know, but that's, that's what's creepy. And like, I think the am or anonymity of it and the why in the mask and like, you don't know who it is, is like terrifying because you have all these questions and no answers. Yeah. You're like... It's frightening because that shit can happen. And yeah, I mean, it's it was like, the same, like, yeah, any of those old concepts, you know, mm-hmm. like, it was almost built in realism at first with, like, ex- you know, Halloween, like you're saying, and just some dude that, a hulking figure that escapes a psych ward and just comes back and starts savaging people in his old hometown because it's all he knows. Mm-hmm. That shit seems viable, like, psycho, like, a dude who's out in the middle of nowhere in a motel that nobody comes to check on him ever loses his fucking mind up there and, you know, keeps his, like, dead mom up in the house with him and is just, like, real fucking off his rocker. Shit like that can easily happen to somebody out there that nobody's checking on. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't know why these people are doing it. It's just a backwoods family that's taking people and fucking cannibalizing them and brutalizing them. That shit seems like it could happen. Like, the the early ones that were really creepy is because, like, there was a realist feel to those where it's mm-hmm. like, this shit potentially could really happen in society, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I get in that factor why, like, seeing that for the first time in the fucking 60s and 70s would be like, Jesus Christ. And honestly, I would even go as far as saying, like, that Joker movie, like, when... When, you know, it's, like, a mentally... Like, he had so much trauma and, like, there was so much, like, 
there was so much there, but the movie was honestly not a complex. He had a complexity to him, but the story as a whole didn't have. It wasn't like a, a complex undertone. Like this guy that was mentally ill, like you know, his doctor told him, like I can't, like I'm not gonna be able to fund this anymore. So like he was off his meds, his meds that he needed to take. Oh yeah, and so. Whenever he stopped taking them or, or couldn't get re-prescribed to them, it's like all bets are off because this man actually fucking needed help, which he stopped getting because they cut the government funding of their yeah. of his psych meds. And, like, people, it is it is that easy for some, I'm not going to say all because I'm not going to disparage people that, you know, obviously take, like, that medicine, but there's certain people that need their shit that, like, if they don't get that, you know, it could potentially be bad news for a lot of people because... Yeah, dude, everybody's mind is built differently. And some people yeah. just fucking, they got wiring that's a little goddamn off. And, yeah. like, if they don't get the th- the help they need, it could be bad fucking news, you know? Yeah. And and that's, yeah, that's very real, too, because that shit actually happens to low-income people all over that have issues physically and mentally mm-hmm. that, that they just can't really support and, and sometimes it's not even don't get the help though. it's sad because like we were talking about before like i'm gonna back what we said earlier i'm not gonna like turn my head on it like on the sense that people are responsible for their own actions but there are certain people given their circumstances in life don't even have a fighting chance because if they were born into like yeah, that or like that. or an abusive childhood or mm-hmm. their mom's boyfriend was doing this to them or their whatever like you're born in a lose-lose situation and like if think, you go yeah. off your rocker, like it might not, it like that, like yeah, you might be the one doing it, but it's just like it, it might not even have been your decision for this to have happened to you. People have traumatic events occur in their lifetime that affect the rest of their life all the time, and that is real shit. Yeah, I think it, like, there's people that are, are born like everybody, if pushed to the limit. Mm-hmm. has the capability for some unbearable things they wouldn't think, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like certain people, too, I could be wrong about this, but just genetically are born in their biology with, like, kind of a weird chemistry anyways, and the childhood can play a big factor in that. Because if they're born kind of off mentally... But they're raised in a, like, nourishing household where they receive a lot of love and care and pampering and they're, like, they've raised up nicely, then they, then that part of their brain might not ever, like, go to the, like, blossom to the fruition of horrible, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, it... Say somebody's born with like a kind of a fucked up chemistry, anyways, and then they're all then they're put in a terrible situation. It's ten times out of ten going to end badly, mm-hmm. to where it's like, man, some people are just born more unhappy. I feel like too mm-hmm. that they just don't have the mindset that like allows them to see the world in a positive light. So it's like, and if you already are like that, and then you're raised in a place where you're being fed horse shit, it's like, you're human, and humans will snap. Even in that, even in that movie, like, he, he doesn't even have a natural 
human reaction to certain things. Like when it, when he was put in an uncomfortable or like painful place, like he would laugh instead of like you know turning an eye or just like reacting some other way. He would yeah. just he couldn't even control that part of his brain that would like because his wiring was fucked up. Like he. Yep. He literally, he would laugh instead of, like, it All doesn't... emotions didn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't necessarily think it, he meant it was funny, even though laughter is the natural reaction to something you think is funny, even though it's involuntary. But that was, uh, you know, and some people might laugh because it's uncomfortable, but, like, that's just, ah, ha, ha, like, that's how they laugh it off. But, like, his was just involuntarily done to, like, things that wouldn't... It, it would normally trigger a, a person like that in a different manner, but because he had traumatic events happen to him in his life, he just yeah. had that, na- you know, unnatural reaction. And, you know, it's not always, it's not always even the fault of the person. Like, sometimes you're just dealt, you know, I, it's, uh, sometimes it's just the circumstances you're born into or raised by or whatever, you know. It's, it's shitty. It's, you know, it's what it is. And, uh, It'd be nice if everybody got the help they needed, but, you know, it's the same thing. Like, there's nothing in the world to prepare military people from coming back to the shit that they see if their buddies' heads getting blown off or people no. getting... Like, there's there's no... Who's going to be able to give you treatment that understands what that's like if you come back from war? Yeah, you are told to commit and see savagery and then mm. come back and be a normal functioning citizen it's it's almost i hate to even say it but it's just almost at that point it's just like you're almost better served in a high stress environment because you're wired to think and act that way now yeah it's almost impossible for you to be brought into a regular environment working like a a cubicle or office job to where you can every time you hear a lot of noise like you're gonna fucking you're gonna freak you know what i'm saying you're gonna think that something's Something could be fucked up, you know what I mean? Something's wrong, like... It's like, dude, and it's crazy that we didn't catch on to that for so long. Like, mm-hmm. I saw some funny reel a while back that was a dude, like, imitating a doctor from the 50s. And he was like... <laughs> one of his lines, he was like, Ever since he watched all his friends die at war, he's just been so anxious and angry. I wonder why that is. Yeah. <laughs> just like... Curi- just genuinely curious. <laughs> um, but to cap off the uh, the werewolves thing, I definitely... I would say underrated on that. Yeah, dude. The few werewolf movies... Like, the few, like, really big ones out there mm-hmm. are really damn good. Like I said, I think the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney, like, Lon Chaney Jr., I think, one of the best, like, horror movies. Like, I still think that movie's great. And it's so old now. Mm. But, like, the lore behind werewolves, too. Like, a lot of the, the silver bullet thing. You know, not being able to kill them without a silver bullet. How it's actually a human that's tortured by this virus. They don't want to be a werewolf. Almost every perception of a werewolf in a movie I've ever seen, it's not like a killer normally, where they're, like, doing this for pleasure. A werewolf is like, oh, they got attacked by another werewolf and killed it. And now they're forced to live with this fucking curse of being a werewolf. Mm. Like, no werewolf ever wants to be a werewolf. No. They're just like, god damn it. Like, and it's never that they know it's going to happen. It's just that they got attacked by it, they didn't die, and it got killed. So now the curse got passed to them kind of thing. And mm. the only way to get rid of it 
is to die. Like, well, that doesn't help. Yeah, it, it doesn't serve your purpose. And an American Werewolf in London, the thing that was kind of cool about that one, too, is he hated that he was doing this, but, like, obviously it's not like he could fucking help it. Mm-hmm. If it was a full moon, he was fucked. But, like, every, thing. every victim that he collected sat in purgatory, and they couldn't move on in the afterlife till after he got killed. Because he was, they were part of his curse. Uh-huh. So, like, every victim he killed, when he came back from not being a werewolf, he would fucking see him all over the place. They would talk to him and shit and tell him, you gotta kill yourself, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> just a terrible time being a werewolf. But it's, the lore is so cool, and I feel like it, uh-huh. it hasn't been it's probably explored sure. and exploited enough in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Hey, eventually all that stuff that's that's old is going to be new again anyway, and they're going to be like, oh, let's make, make some definitive and creepy movies and more lore about this stuff that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, they cultivated a lot of this horror stuff to begin with. Well, I mean, like they, did, that. they did uh, Invisible Man a few years back. They did mm-hmm. uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter, which was technically a Dracula film this I year. I saw a Joe Rogan post about that. Yeah, it was cool. <sighs> And I think he, like, put it over. He was, like, actively watching it, I think, as he posted, though. I went to see it in theaters, uh, like, Thursday. It was literally me and one other dude in there. That was it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's nice, though, sometimes you can just check something out and you're like, I'm gonna fucking see what's going on. Uh, I do have one more. It is off of all of these horror subjects for the time being, but we spent a lot of this, I mean, as as necessary, because this is part of a horror series, and we've still got two major-ass horror episodes to come this month. Um, Mine's going back to wrestling. Let's throw some good old... And obviously, like, I thought about this because, obviously, Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge, just made his debut in AEW. Yeah, that's Edge. I don't, but, I don't want to hear that. I mean, his name is Adam Copeland. <laughs> it really though. is, yeah. But I would say, what do you think about company-slash-promotional loyalty in professional wrestling? Overrated, underrated, or fair? Because he was typically always, and there's a few aspects to this, obviously, too. It's not just at base level. Um, he was always really known as Edge. Not that he didn't get his training and his in his work ahead of time somewhere else, like most, because most people do. Yeah, man. He, but he the thing is, in Hardcastle, at bro. the end of the day, they might become synonymous with a character. And this isn't obviously just about Edge either. So don't like, I'm not. That's not. That's maybe what some of the root idea this stemmed off of because of this happened recently. But, uh, you know, Taker was mainly synonymous. He was in WCW before WWF, but he was synonymous there. Sting has been many other places, but he was really synonymous in WCW where he born and, you know, bred his name and his character and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, largely, at least. But at the end of the day, these are real people who are... Also, independent contractors can work wherever they want to. Yeah. Do not have to abide by certain. You know, and the other thing is, you know. Well, they're told they're independent contractors. They, but then, but they, then they sign a contract. WWE, and you're not allowed anywhere, to work so. anywhere else. Yeah. So, but technically they are. And if you're in AEW or any other place, you can work other yeah. places. So WWE. Like, you're independent and, contractors, yeah. but uh, you're only going to be able to work here. 
Yeah, it's just like that's some bullshit, and that's what CEO Punk called bullshit too. Is like that he's just like, like we're well, independent contractors, but but I can't work anywhere else. Uh, that's like why I've heard the argument for those guys. Like, see, we can't have a union, and they can't unionize. Yeah, we so can't unionize like... because we're independent contractors, <laughs> but we also can't work anywhere else because we're signed to a contract here. That's bullshit. That is, I will say that. Yeah, that is that's one of the big bullshit. bullshit. Not that they're not making a lot of money. Yeah. And getting a lot of opportunities. Not all of them. But Some yeah. of them are, I mean, you're making like, a large amount of money because you're in the biggest company. You got a lot world. of guys and girls, though, that get signed there and then they don't do shit. With yeah. Them. And then it's like they're just stuck. You know? Some of them only make a hundred. I mean, it, yeah, it's a lot. And people be like, oh, that's a lot of money. But like, you're in the top promotion in the world. Top promotion in the world, and some of them are only still making 90, 100 grand, 110, 100, you know, whatever. Whereas some of the top guys are making a few million bucks every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every year. And I so mean, it's some like, people would make the argument too, like, well, fuck, I'd like to get paid to sit in catering and eat, fuck, get made 85 grand a year or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but like also, this is these people are passionate as fuck about this. They, they want to be doing. They it. put a lot of work into <laughs> it. They might formally before a lot of this stuff happened. They were working a shitload of dates and away from their families most days of the year. Yeah, if they had a family, they don't all have families. But like you know, that's another thing. So they're just away like, from their goddamn partners and families and yeah. shit, and not even really getting to show off their talent in their prime. They're like just sitting there, mm-hmm. you know. They, I mean, you know, you can. You got options, but it's like I. At the same time, it's like I. Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily fault some of these people for wanting to go elsewhere, especially if, you know. And, and the thing is, in Edge's situation, so we were talking about that anyway. Edge, Adam Copeland, the the man, the the guy, the character. But it's just like if you still had things left to do and you didn't like what they were laying on the table for you, and you wanted to perhaps go to AEW work an angle or two or whatever with Christian, with whoever else there you want to work with, you know, you should obviously be, you should obviously be allowed to do that. Plus his contract did run up. It wasn't like he just left and fucking secretly went over there. You can do whatever you want to, your contract's up, you know, it's what it is. And I mean, if he didn't like what they were offering him, I'm not putting that out. I don't know exactly what the parameters were, but obviously if he was completely happy with where he was at and what they had planned for him, he would have stayed. So he well, I heard probably that his, to leave. his overall goal was to have his final match in his career be against Christian. And he was hoping that he could get Christian to mm-hmm. sign a short-term contract with WWE. And they'd have their last match together at mm-hmm. like WrestleMania this upcoming year or something. Mm-hmm. But that just wasn't in the works and he wanted to I guess be able to work with him again and do that kind of shit so he just went to AEW yeah and I mean like part of me yeah it was definitely weird and kind of like oh damn when I saw that because in my mind like that's a WWE guy I grew up with him in WWE so I I will always have have my most like fond memories of him as a child known as Edge in WWE. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's not to say that none of the what he's going to do in AEW won't be memorable or cool mm-hmm. either. And I I would just never, and I'm not even saying this just because, of, because like I get that 100% because it is weird because he was just always there when yeah. he did wrestle. Because obviously there was a nine-year stint when he didn't. But he... 
at the same time, I'm never going to fault the man for if you have goals on your own that you want to attain or accomplish, and if you do want to go somewhere else, that's on you. Like, you're nobody else is signing your fucking contract. Like, you get to make those decisions, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's kind of the way I see it, too. Like, I would say most of the time, company loyalty in wrestling is a little overrated because, I mean, it's not. Like, if it was the fucking mid to late 90s, then it would be fair. Because at that point in time when it was a goddamn war zone, and it's mm-hmm. like one of these companies is literally going to die, like mm-hmm. switching ship then is basically giving the other company a big old fuck you. Yeah. But, like, nowadays, there's a lot of the market's so spread, and, like, yeah. everybody's kind of surviving and thriving in their own thing. And everything's not about ratings either the way it was. Yeah. It, it's, it's more like... Do what you want to do for your own career and your own vision for what you have for yourself mm-hmm. now. The only there's only a few names that I would be like kind of like that's not right and like nah about mm-hmm. going to AEW at this point and that it's shit that's not going to happen. Like yeah. John Cena, I'd be like fuck no, you're not going to AEW. Like that would be weird. Like fucking <laughs> Randy Orton like I will. I would literally. I don't know what the. I would probably shoot myself in the head if I saw Stone Cold or The Rock in <laughs> AEW. <laughs> that would never happen. No. <laughs> but no. like outside of that, I would. I could literally see a universe where Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan somehow, for some reason, they've been everywhere. Popped up in AEW. Oh yeah, they've been everywhere like, too. You know, they've already worked for WWE. <laughs> they worked for TNA. They worked for all those different promotions, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Flair's worked everywhere. And, like, yeah. you know, I I just hope, dude, he, even after everything... If he popped Conrad, up there, he sure as shit better not wrestle. Everything that <laughs> Conrad, like, had for him, like, with his last match weekend and everything, la- last year, a whole ass event, a whole big thing, Ric Flair's last match, this dude is still saying that he wants to wrestle again now. It's never gonna end. <laughs> It is never, ever going to end. He was the most recent person. Randy Orton's going to wrestle again here soon. But Maybe. He will. But he was the most recent person for now over well over a year out of Evolution that had a match. Ric Flair. The oldest guy out of that group by 20 fucking plus years. <laughs> Dude. He is going to die in the it's ring. It won't. He's going to do this shit every fucking year that he's alive. Be like, ah, let's do one more. It's like, dude, Ric Flair, you are going to be like, dude, dude. He'll be, he'll be creeping up on eighty, still trying to do this bullshit. The last, the last time that he it's got like, away. You don't look like. Here's the thing, too. He is a legend. Okay, there's no denying that. The things he's done, undeniable. Yeah. Ric Flair, he's the fucking golden boy. But it's like, I wanted you to be remembered for the man you were in the 70s and the 80s. And even in the early 2000s, you weren't tainting that shit. In the early to mid-2000s, you were still Ric Flair. But coming back now, man, you don't look good. It looks rough He Even up till the Sean match. (laughs) 
He Sean, he worked with Sean. It and was he a was great, like a broken down old man. No, then, but it worked. It was for the he match. did, but it was it played into the story. And exactly. Sean, he was in the ring with arguably and maybe the greatest overall performer in the history of the business, who made him even at age fifty, whatever, look like a million bucks. And like Blair he could looks like bad. the worn down kind of like guy who's been through the ringer. But he looked and was like, like he could have had one last one in yeah. him. And and he fought That's Sean. That's what made it so damn good. And he fought Sean tooth and nail. And you're like, man, that was a great match. Still to this day, it was pushing it, but it was like that was great. And he could have wrote off on his swan song then, and you would have been like, that was a hell of a match. Still in 2008. Yeah. And then he decided to come back 15, 16 years still after that. In 2008, for most guys in the length of his career that he had, 2008 would have been pushing it for most people when you go with the length of yeah. Ric Flair's career up oh, to yeah. 2008. Oh, yeah. And now we're in 2020 <laughs> fucking three. And this towards the end of it. <laughs> This dude is walking on a cane still trying to fucking wrestle. Uh, it's like, dude. The woo! The Nate! Somebody needs to sit down with him. Somebody close. <laughs> I'm sure they have many Maybe. times. Somebody should, somebody should lay it out honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, dude... <laughs> You had a fantastic career, and the way you exited with Sean, and even you could even say a couple times after that if you really wanted to make him feel good. But like <laughs> anything you're doing up to now is tainting it. You gotta stop. You can still stick around in the business and not wrestle. Has anybody told yeah. him that? You can be a manager. You can be a personality, yeah. and not be a fucking wrestler. Oh, yeah. You don't have to get in there and fucking roll around, man. He thinks that he needs to be involved <laughs> in a physical way if he needs to like be involved. It's like, let me tell you, if we're, if we're trying to add a little bit of reality to this still, anybody on that roster would be fucking you up. <laughs> yeah. Modern day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, so what would you say overall on... Uh, on company loyalty. And like I said, I feel like overall I'd probably say slightly overrated in the modern day where yeah. we're at now. Yeah. I, would I could see agree. in certain eras where that a different would be time. fair, but like... Not that it's not... And like I said, outside of a few people. Like, yeah. Cena, no fucking way should he be anywhere but WWE, you know? Yeah. I maybe would have thought that about Edge, but like after listening to his points about it and like... He's just trying to have fun. He met and Christian when they get, were yeah, children. Get the know? end of his career the way he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, and and having his last match potentially ever in WWE against Sheamus was also poetic in its own way because he has a lot of out of ring history with Sheamus and he never got to wrestle him. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Like he's he's doing things his own way. After after career, nearly getting his know? career stripped from him, well yeah. before it should have been, yeah. So in that aspect, like it's it's admirable for that. But most like most people, I feel like it's fine if you and there aren't yeah and there aren't a lot of people do something for yourself. That yeah. If or if you don't feel like you're being utilized in the company you're in, and 
a lot of that the times. That is the you're not. Sometimes, yeah. You know, like, Moxley, way better in AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, same with Malachi Black. Like, he's being used to a cooler extent. Like, a lot of those guys and girls, like, it worked better for and I honestly think Jade, like, her mold and the way that she kind of is as a character is going to really there. fit with NWWE. Yeah. Yeah. And there's know? plenty of women she can wrestle that'll be make for great stories and great matches, I think, there, too. So, yeah, overall, I feel like it's probably a little overrated nowadays. I, uh, you know, and it's not, obviously, to diss upon, like, loyalty, because loyalty, loyalty, no matter what it is, is always an admirable trait to have. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it probably doesn't always suit the needs of everyone the same way when it comes to, that's why I said, obviously, because, you know, because loyalty in general would be a whole different thing than in professional wrestling in the current circumstances. Yeah. Because loyalty in in general is... Yeah, it's like just company loyalty in wrestling. And, you know, but it's obviously an admirable trait in most facets of life, obviously. But it... You know, within these parameters, when it I comes to company changed. and job loyalty in yeah. general, most of the time, that's pretty overrated. If you're not the owner and you're not the you yeah, know, if you, if, if you're, you're working there, if you're an employee of the company, yeah, and you can make more money and be better utilized in a higher position somewhere else, you're almost always going to take that. Yeah, you know, I mean, nobody should fault you for it <laughs> other than they're saying it's like if they really care about you and not just the company. They'll tune into the other product to see you still. Yeah. And that's that way in any facet of it. That's that way, yeah. like, for a fucking electrician, you know? Like, anybody mm-hmm. doing any job. Oh, you're not working for them anymore? Com- Fuck company you. loyalty, yeah. It's like, if he was an electrician, then you would care about him whether he was there or whether he was an independent person doing his own shit. Yeah, you'd still support the business, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um... I think that's about a wrap, though. Yeah, we we covered quite a bit. Oh yeah, this has been a really Pretty solid fast. episode, really. Oh yeah, and and our um our solo series this year in terms of the horror, pretty fucking strongly. And we still got two more big time episodes before October's over, so yeah, we ain't going anywhere. We still got some big time shit for y'all in uh in the dark month and the black month of October. It's getting to the real. Oh yeah, we're almost think of it in the season. This is when it gets real exciting. By the time this drops, this is we're gonna be in the twenties here of yeah. October. So that's getting late. Like that's getting late and deep in the game here. So um, yeah. we got some great guests waiting for you. Some you have seen before, but they are uh, they're coming up. We can't wait. We can't wait, and uh, we hope everybody's doing well out there, enjoying the season, watching your horror movies if you haven't. Fucking add to your list, make your list if you remember fucking what you've watched. Let's compare lists at the end of all this shit, at the end of October, at the end of horror season too. Even a little beyond that, you know what I mean? Get your shit in, and we yeah. will talk about it. Tell us some it. of your favorites. Oh yeah, tell what's us. A, what's a yearly staple that you gotta watch? Oh yeah, list your uh, list your loves and list your stuff that you've gotta get to. We will uh, we'll talk about it as we as we move forward here. So uh, hopefully everybody's taken care of out there. Enjoy yourselves. This is a this is a great time of the year for all this stuff. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in and always supporting us. Oh yeah. So uh, we will see Much you next for episode number one hundred and six. We got some guests on the way. We will see you then. Take care out there. Oh, man, the